You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. Today, I have Julie Chan here, and she's from the Julie Chan Show. So if you don't know, now you know. So where she highlights these stories that invoke action, she showcases passions that compel others to connect with their own emotions and placing talents on display for the world to see them as they are deserved to be seen. She believes that every story matters and every individual has something wonderful to share with the world. And I am excited to have Julie here with us today. I have been uh, following you, Julie, on Instagram and everything. I love your energy. I love what you post. I just, I love you. I love you. So I'm glad you're here. And um, so why don't we just start off by letting our audience know who you are? Thank you so much, Nina. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah, I am born and raised in Southern California. I watched TV growing up thinking, how do I get on the other side of that TV? How do I report the news? How do I get to be Joan London on Good Morning America? How do I get to be Kathy Lee Gifford on Regis and Kathy Lee? And, you know, things went on and on. And now it's, how do I become Asian Oprah? So the Julie Chan show has been something that I have dreamt of for many, many years. Um, And it is where passion meets purpose. And I am all about sharing those stories of people who are doing things in their everyday life with their passion, creating their real purpose, creating opportunities for other people, Mm. whether it's through their services or their products or their books, whatever it is. Um, I did start out working in journalism. I first actually worked for House Beautiful Magazine in New York, where I did advertising sales. And then I went on and I actually hosted an all-night royal wedding viewing party when Prince William married Kate Middleton. And ABC and KTLA and a lot of local TV stations came and televised my party all night and took live shots. And my cousin said, Julie, you have to go into TV. This is your dream. And I said, yeah, but now I'm like a middle-aged woman. I have three young children. I live in suburbia. How am I gonna pursue this journalism career? Most people are straight out of college 
They right. moved to middle America to do, you know, these jobs to hold the camera and speak in front of it and hopefully not die in the process. <laughs> and so how was I going to do all that with three young kids? Well, lo and behold, where your passion is, you will find a way. Mm. And I wanted to be a morning anchor and I could not go and, you know, hold the camera equipment and do all that and start from the bottom up. And so I went and worked for a local city cable station and I just worked and worked and worked. I did do all of that there. I held the camera. I, I reported, I had opportunities where I got to fill an anchor and then I hosted and produced my own show. And it just was so invigorating. I loved it. And I just kept working. And after I put my three daughters to bed at nine or 10 PM every night, and they were really young, I would then all night be reaching out to news directors by email, getting their contact information and wow. sending my reel to them. And lo and behold, I actually got four morning news anchor jobs wow. and ended up taking one where I lived in Los Angeles with my family and the job was in Oregon and I commuted back and forth every week and I came home every weekend to be with my kids. I hired an au pair at home and um, it was an insane life, but you know, I was, I was there in Oregon texting people to plan play dates for my kids, making sure my kids got to their dance lessons and their softball lessons and everything from there. And then wow. I came back and I had been following, you know, lots of TV people who I admire and whose shows I will be on one day. And one of them was Michael Gelman, the executive producer of Live with Kelly and Ryan Seacrest. Mm -hmm. And his wife, Lori Gelman, wrote the book Class Mom, all about the PTA people, PTA moms who volunteer and give so much of their time. And I was going to miss her book launch by a day in New York. And so I reached out to her and said, hey, if you're ever in Los Angeles, I would love to host you for a book event. And sure enough, she was coming to be on CBS, The Talk with Julie Chen. And uh, her publicist reached out to me and said, Lori's going to be in town and would love to come to your home to do a, um, a party. Oh. And and be interviewed by you and uh, sell her book. And so I hosted a party. She was the per first person I did this for. About 40 women came. I interviewed her. We had the local bookshop sell her book. The publicist reached out and said it was a great event. Lori loved the event and we'd like to send you more book authors. From there, they sent me Julie Morgenstern, who's written about six books now, New York Times bestsellers, all about organization. She goes in to organize companies, et cetera. Um, and then I had um, Dr. Harvell Hendricks and his wife, and they wrote the book, Getting the Love You Want. They've sold oh, over yeah. 40 million copies mm -hmm. of the book. And so they were here and these authors have loved my audiences. It's a warm audience who are all inspired and ready to buy the books. And the last author I hosted before COVID happened was Andrew Morton, the royal biographer. We had scheduled months in advance, but he, I just got so lucky with timing. He yeah. came the week after Prince Harry and Meghan announced that they were moving, leaving England and they had moved to Canada. And so everyone, you know, was curious and wanted to know the inside scoop on that. So Andrew Morton came to my house and there were over 120 people here. We had to have overflow in my backyard with a live feed. And it was all very, very exciting. 
And then COVID happened. And so I took my author interviews to Instagram and it really opened up so much for me because I Mm -hmm. got to interview authors around the world. I've interviewed authors in New Zealand, Australia, um, England, and it's just been a fascinating, exciting experience to meet so many authors and to also see what an incredible community the author world is. Mm. I love seeing how they uplift each other and they're so supportive of each other's debut book, book launches, whatever it is. And the competition feels so minimal to none and it's it's a true family and I've never seen that in any other workspace so it's just been an exhilarating ride for me and just a month ago I started the Julie Chan show where passion meets purpose which just a month ago okay Yes, to go beyond beyond authors and to really, you know, be able to interview people of all walks of life. And it's so much fun. I mean, just last week, I interviewed a woman who went from being a tax attorney to realizing that her calling was to be an intuitive matchmaker, to intuitively guide people either to the match of their life or the match, and that could be in a relationship, or that could be a match in their work, whatever it is. And it's fascinating the way she helps open people up. Um, I also had Andrew Morton on a show where it was the day before Prince William and Kate Middleton's 10th anniversary, which as you know, they are very close to my heart. And one day Kate and I will be having tea together. I can't wait for that day. That's right. Oh, yes. All of these exciting things. And, you know, just doing interviews like you do is so much fun for me. It's it's really about giving everyone in this world the opportunity to share who they are and what they're Mm. doing to light themselves up. Right. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? It's there's just such a deep connection that happens when you're interviewing someone because you really are truly interested in them, you know, and uh, they do get to speak their voice. And that's why I I love what you do. I went onto your Instagram page and I'm like, oh my gosh, she does such great work. Like you talk to to such great people. Um, Do you like to talk to all kinds of people from all areas of life? Or do you try to stay in like one genre or does it matter to you? How how do you like to, to focus your show? So for book authors, so I do author interviews every Thursday, um, one every hour from 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and on the hour. And there are authors of all genres. So, and they could be self-published. They could be New York Times bestsellers. Um, I really like to keep it open because again, I am a person who believes every single person has a story and I don't want to limit myself or anybody else. I mean, everyone, you know, is, has a connection to be made and a story to tell. And if they have taken the time to write a book, I am completely inspired by that. Whether Mm -hmm. they are self-published or have millions of followers, they have worked tirelessly and with a great deal of passion. And so I love every story. Um, 
And as far as my show, the Julie Chan show, you know, that is the opportunity to just interview people of all walks of life. So on my first show, I had a few book authors, had a 99 year old book author, Martha Tolls, who wrote her first adult novel and had it published at 97 years old. I mean, wow. what more inspiration does anybody need, but to never consider themselves as aging out, right? You can right. do anything at any time in your life. Well, um, I mean, so- you prove that too. I mean, you prove that too, right? You said that you were, you know, with three girls at home and you were, you know, living at home and you're, you're like, what, how do I become an anchor? And you did that yourself, right? So I think that you knowing that you can do that just kind of gives you even more passion to just go out there and find out who else is doing this, right? Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And so because I saw myself as limitless, I would Mm. never want to limit anybody else um, because that's limiting. You know, why do we want to limit ourselves or anybody else? We just don't need to do that. Um, Going back to, you know, what you said regarding the fact that, yes, I had children and, you know, I was competing with a bunch of 20, 25 year olds for these jobs in broadcast journalism you know, of course there was that guilt of, you know, I'm leaving these children at home and, you know, what, and I'm not there for them consistently. And I had been a stay home mom. And so, you know, there's great value in that. Some of my friends question that as well. Like, how could you do this? How could you do this to your children? And I have to share that very recently, my oldest daughter um, was writing an application for student council position she wanted. And she had to write about why she wanted to do it and who her role model was. And, you know, she's a teenager, literally 16 years old, right? And so more times than not, I am like the scapegoat. I am the person that she wants nothing to do with. I cannot be more awful, controlling, evil, whatever it is. Um, But she said to me, I'm filling out this application and I'd like to read it to you. And I was like, okay. And then it was, and I put you down as my role model, but I mean, I really just couldn't think of anybody else. And I'm like, of course, of course, I totally get it. But the bottom line of that was when she was reading it, what I heard from that is her saying that she wanted to do this because she understood the power of connection she realized that coming to this new school a few years ago, it was the people who went outside of their comfort zone and took the time to connect with her that made the school feel warmer and smaller and more inviting and friendly. And she wanted to be that person for other new students in the future. That's awesome. She said that she also learned that the way she has seen me be as an example Um, is that she has seen me make every effort to connect with people in every area of my life and to follow your dreams and to believe in yourself against all odds. And that she saw my passion for doing TV. And even though I had three young kids and I was leaving them to go do this work and she admitted that it was hard and there were a lot of times when they missed me and wondered how they would survive each week without me. She said that watching me do that made her realize that you should always follow your dreams and that anything is possible and that the girls did survive that and that they learned a lot from that. And then ultimately I ran last fall for a seat on the 
school board. And she said, my mom isn't very political, but when she has a passion for something and she wants the truth to be told and honesty to be upheld, she went wholeheartedly into a position on the school board to make sure, you know, the truth was, was seen and upheld. And she said that what she saw in my election was that different from the others that were campaigning, she saw that it was my connectedness and that it was my years of building real relationships that, you know, she and her sisters were worried that I wouldn't win because I wasn't campaigning in the traditional ways like everybody else. But she said that in the end, she saw that it was the power of my connections and true relationships that brought me to the seat so that was oh you won there you go (laughs) isn't that amazing though like you know they they do hear what we say but they really watch what we do you know our children and they they watch everything and even if they're like pissed off and upset and I have I have kids too so I get it (laughs) they're adult children but it's like I remember like just bumping heads with them and stuff but now you know they go mom you're probably one of the strongest women I know or you know I would never call anybody but you mom and I'm like wow we fought so much but I'm so glad you feel that way (laughs) yes I know it is the hugest compliment, right? Really and you is. have like no idea because you hear so much of the negativity <laughs> and we have as moms, it's so easy to have so much guilt, right? Like, yes. oh my gosh, I'm yes. doing it wrong. Oh my gosh, I'm ruining them. Oh my gosh, they're yeah. going to have so much baggage. Like yeah. all of that. Mom guilt is a real thing, right? It's a real thing, especially, you know, you're an entrepreneur. So you're doing this and you're trying to make this happen. Mom guilt can come in in spades. And then especially when you have people that say, how can you do that? How can you work? How could you do that? And it's like, you know, you have to have that tenacity that you have, Julie, to say, this is what I really want. And I'm going to go for this. And I'm going to show my kids that I'm going to go for this, right? Because if we listen to all the noise and all the negative talk, it really does stifle you. And so I'm really proud of you for doing that because that's a really difficult thing to do to push through. Um, even when I went back to college, I went back as an adult. I went back to college to get my education and, and my kids were like, you know, younger. And I was like, I feel really bad about this. And I had people try to make me feel bad about that, of you course. know? Yes. And now that I'm at the top of my game and my career and stuff like that, my kids are like, dang, mom, you're killing it, you know, but I wouldn't have been able to if I would have listened to all that negativity. Right. So it's, it's really, um, you know, it's commendable, Julie. That's awesome. I'm really proud of you for that, man. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you too, because you totally get it. Yes. There are the outside voices and there are also the inside voices, right? Yes. Like like our own voice (laughs) tells us like, you can't do that. But then there's the other side that's like, no, but you can, right? Right. Because the dream came from somewhere and the tenacity and the belief came from somewhere. But sometimes the doubt and the guilt can just feel so overpowering. Right. And what you do, right, is what I like about your story too, is that this is something that was already kind of not kind of, it was in you already when you were younger, right? Looking at the TV and saying, how do I do that? Not actually even watching the content as much as you're watching the position, right? Absolutely. I didn't hear any of the content, but I was (laughs) like, I want to do that. How do you do that? How do I get on the other side of the TV? I mean, I remember being so young, like looking at the back of the TV, like Mm -hmm. how did she get in there? Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Having right. <laughs> How cool is it though, right? Because you know, that, that says a lot, right? That speaks a lot. I think that we have a lot of dreams and things like that when we're younger, that we let life stifle and, and kill us, you know, and, and like kill it out of us. And, you know, because we get beat up a lot in life, right? And there's a lot of things that come against you, but you took that, even like that passion as a child and somehow worked it in to still be able to accomplish that. And even though you left anchoring, you're still doing that anyway. You're still in front of a camera now and now doing it with more passion and things that you really want to do, which is interview these people, right? Yeah. And I know that you also have like other things that you do as well. It's not even just that, right? I was on your, I was on your site. Great site, by the way, very well done. Thank very you. well done. And I was on there and I realized that, you know, you are doing, you do other things like I saw you have an author virtual coaching, you do tour packaging and all of that. So I wanted to get into that a little bit because there's a lot of authors out there and there's a lot of great authors out there. And there's a lot of great authors that are self-published, you know, like you said earlier, even like self-published people that, you know, just like even I'm self-published, but that's because I wanted to own my book. I wanted to own it and I wanted it to be my voice and I wanted it to be in my way, you know, so I get the self-publishing thing. So, um, I, you had a, a, a guest recently too, and I'm going to have her soon on my show. And she's the one with swagger. swagger yes, Leslie M. yes, yes, yes Leslie. That's yes. right. And she's going to be on my show soon. So I cannot wait to speak with her. Oh, so I amazing. wanted to, uh, yeah, she's, she's fun. She oh, seems she like a right. lot of fun. Her book is <laughs> also excellent. Like I love when those kind of like self-help books, like have, you know, um, bolded lines. And mm -hmm. she has so many great bolded lines, you know, that just oh, hit good. the heart of things that you and I also feel strongly about, about passion mm -hmm. and authenticity mm -hmm. and the power of connection. I mean, she talks about all of that and she is a coach and trainer, really incredible. Yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get that book and I can't wait to talk to her. And I saw her because I was watching your show because you have, you're on YouTube as well, right? So you're on YouTube. Do you have a, a podcast as well or no? So I don't have a podcast. People have mentioned to me many, many times to do mm -hmm. a podcast and you know, it's, it's not, I was going to say it's something I think about, but actually I really don't think about it. So no, I will be honest. Good. I don't, you want no sugar coated. Okay. So I am no sugar coated and I know like podcasts are a huge thing. Billions of people are on them. And I just, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm right. a very, very visual person. Visual. Like, yeah. To me, it is so much fun to be doing this by zoom with you and to see right. you and to feel you and to know you. And I, I remember years ago, I tried to blog and one of my best friends from high school, <laughs> I tried that like, too don't bother. She's like, this sucks. And it's boring to read. And you are oh, that is so funny. <laughs> I think that's how I would be on a podcast as well. Like radio podcast. I don't know. That just doesn't sound interesting to me. I don't right. think I would show up. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's so funny. I tried the blogging thing too. And it was like the thing to do. I'm like, I'm going to blog. I feel like I don't even know how many blocks. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. It was so boring for me. I mean, this talking to you is just like, it lights up my heart. It is so right. fun for me. And just to get to know you, I love that. And if I just was hearing your voice and not seeing you, I would probably be asleep. Right, right. <laughs> I but love I will it. also say that it. was a bit of an issue I had with the teleprompter. When I had the mm. news job, mm -hmm. as much as I wanted that, 
honestly, I was kind of falling asleep reading the teleprompter. Right. It was, uh, yeah. And so then I started to do my own one hour show and I produced it and I put news in, but let me tell you, I tried to put as many interviews in and as little news as possible, (laughs) just because I didn't want to be reading the teleprompter. I wanted to be connecting with people and their story and drawing it out of them and really giving them the platform to share themselves and whatever it was, whether it was their nonprofit charity work and their, you know, fundraiser coming up that they wanted to share with the world or the book author who had a book to sell or the... Um, where I was in Oregon, you know, the local farmer's market was a huge thing. And so I built a relationship with the farmer's market and I brought in every single vendor and I loved hearing these stories. I mean, like, you know, the finance guy who was a total guru in New York city, who left all that to come to Oregon to, (laughs) you know, have a farm and, and sell his, his uh, produce. I mean, and just to feel so passionate about that was awesome to me. Right. Right. But I mean, I think, I think that's a great format though, Julie, right. When you can just speak to people, just because you're speaking to people, like you're, you're developing a relationship and a friendship with them as opposed to reading, you know, bullet points, you know, I felt the same way. Like when I first started interviewing in the beginning, I was like reading and I'm like, Oh, this is so not me. I can't do this. And so then I just kind of threw that out and I just literally just have your name and maybe like two points and that's it. I just want to get to know you and who you are and what you do. And I want it to be as natural as possible. I I think it helps that you and I seem to be very extroverted. So I think that that is helpful, right? When you're doing this kind of thing. But Um, I Oh, sorry. But I will say that I was not always extroverted. I was Mm. so shy when I was young. Were you shy? I wasn't. I wasn't really shy. I think I was always pretty extroverted. Yeah, I was. I wouldn't necessarily say I was introverted, but I was extremely shy. I mean, I even at a family party, if my mother had to go to the bathroom, I would like scurry into the bathroom with her. I was not going to be left alone with all these people who were my relatives, by the way. Like I just did not have a voice at all. Um, and But the funny thing is I would, I remember this so vividly, I would look in the mirror and I would talk to myself. So like I would be at school, I would go to school or I would go to an event and I would come home. And I would look in the mirror and I would say all the things that I wished I could have said when I was at school or at the party or in public that I couldn't say. It was the weirdest thing. No, I get that though. I do get that. Yeah. It was was like a release for you, right? Yes, absolutely. And, And so I think, you know, that is where this deep passion comes for being on the school board, because for the last five years, I have really stood up for what I believed in. And so mm. many people have texted and emailed and called me and thanked me. And I will say, well, why don't you join me? And why don't you also, if you feel this way, people have to know. And it's it's generally, no, no, I'm, I'm too, like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't use my voice in that way. Um, you know, and I think it comes from a place of fear mm-hmm. and it comes from, you know, this worry that their kid will be outed in some way by a teacher or the administration or something. And I just, you know, I 
really urge people in general that if you don't advocate, especially for your own child yeah. and for education and for whatever it is in life, who will? Right. And we cannot live in fear. It is absolutely necessary to speak what's in our hearts and what we believe and what we see That's as right. truth and honesty and integrity, because if we don't, then who is right? Who is the, the louder voices that are that are speaking things that are against what you're believing and yes. thinking, right? Because yes. their voices get louder, because yours got quieter, right? So I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I wanted to touch on other things that you're doing because yeah, I know that you're highlighting authors and everything, but you, you're also coaching and you're doing like these tour events and all that. So I'd like to talk to you about that because I think that this is going to be really um, impactful and it's going to touch a lot of my audience, especially those who are, you know, authors and really want to, you know, kind of get out there and they don't know how, right? So let's talk about this author virtual coaching. What, what is that about? I love that you asked. So, you know, because I've interviewed so many authors and um, I've really learned that an author who might be a debut author, self-published, not known, I will get texts, emails, calls after that interview from people who know me and who will reach out, who will say, oh my gosh, tell me the name of that author again. What was mm. that book? I absolutely am buying that. And sometimes, you know, a New York Times bestseller or somebody well-known I won't hear anything. And, you know, that, that's not necessarily to say anything, but I have found that the more authentic and the deeper somebody yeah. can go yeah. as far as their personal story and their journey really makes a difference. When somebody can be, as you say, no sugar added, and they can really let themselves be known and be vulnerable and share about their childhood experience or, you know, what was great that brought them to write a book or what was really difficult that brought them to write a book, whatever right. it is, it's in their sincerity and in their heart that people connect with and right. want to write their book or want to read their book and want to support them in their journey because they, they feel so connected. Mm -hmm. And so my virtual coaching is really about coaching people in getting to their genuine selves in really having the ability to share who they are from their raw place and not mm -hmm. to sugarcoat and not to feel like, you know, they have to, you'll hear this from Leslie M when you talk to her about swagger, you know, she talks about that idea of fake it till you make it. And that so many people say that. And so many people have told me that over the years. And, you know, I just, I can't buy into that because then how do you get support and how do you oh, really good. get people to understand you and to want to like lift you and raise you mm -hmm. and be on that journey with you? If you're faking it, then who really are you? So good. Yeah. So good. So I used to say that all the time and I, and, and, and you're right. I stopped saying that a few years ago. Cause I'm like, what does that even mean? And why am I saying that? I'm just following a mantra that I don't even believe in. Right. That's good. Very right. good. Because none of us want to be fake and none of us want to be talking to anybody who's fake. Right. 
Yeah. So we just, we definitely don't want that at all. There's enough fake, right? There's fake news. There are fake people. There's fake fake everything. They're right there at our fingertips. So we've got to reverse that. And we definitely want to reverse that for our children, right? As you said earlier, like children are watching our actions. And if we are fake, they learn that that is how they are supposed to be to show up in the world. That's so, so true. my coaching is largely about that. Um, and then about the tours, you know, mm-hmm. I have spoken to so many fascinating authors who will, you know, recently there was one woman who um, it's historical fiction and, you know, it's about Italy back a long time ago, but, you know, she talks about places in Rome and Florence that, you know, are still there and sites and the food. And so to take a tour with an author through their book with their readers would be so incredible. And I've talk to several authors about this. I actually have been in talks with Andrew Morton about this. Um, We are planning for next December when um, Princess Diana, uh, there is a Broadway show on Princess Diana and her true story. And it was based on his book um, Mm -hmm. of her, you know, true story and what she went through. And so a Broadway play has been made about that. And it's, it came out just before COVID hit and then was shut down. So it's reopening in December. And so he and I are in talks about, you know, potentially taking a group of his avid readers to see the Broadway show, to meet the cast, to then stay at, um, the Waldorf Astoria, where Princess Diana loves staying, to go have lunch there and eat the salad that she loves oh, so amazing. much, and yeah. to be able to have lunch with Andrew Morton and talk about his journey of writing her story and how he got connected to her and all of that. Um, and then, That's you know, exciting. we're also talking about a potential trip to England and to see the wow. sites and places that he talks about in all of his books and the royal family and potentially tea with Kate Middleton. <laughs> but, this is but exciting yeah. stuff. That's really, that's a cool concept. Yes, That's a yes. really, really great concept, right? I mean, the, you'll be in Italy, you'll be in Israel, you'll be everywhere. That's amazing. Exactly. And readers will get to go on this journey and connect yeah. with the author and have these opportunities and experiences, not only with the author, but where the author has been and to be so touched by right. the author who loves these places, right? And the significance right. to them. So I just think that it really takes traveling to the next level and makes it so much more personalized. Yeah. And something it's an experience, right? I mean, it's, it's traveling, but it's a total experience and you'll never forget an experience. You, I mean, you might just have a book and a book is just an object, but the experience with it, you'll never part that book. You'll never leave that book. You know, that's amazing. I mean, my whole thing about interviewing authors, you know, it started as beyond the book with Julie, because it wasn't about the pages within the book and it wasn't about the story of the book, but my belief and what I have seen over the years of bringing authors into my home and bringing readers into my home, you know, many of the people who come to my author events are not actually avid readers. They
they are people who are mothers and, you know, business women and truly don't even have that much time to read books, but they buy these books because they want to support the author and because they've connected to the author's personal journey. Right. And they have been inspired by what the author has to say, whether it's finding the time to write the book or, you know, raising kids or, you know, realizing that they didn't love this job that they had been in for many years, but the act of writing was so much more, you know, important and inspirational for them, whatever that is. And so really, you know, everything I do is about the power of connection. And as my daughter said, relationships are everything in life. And that is the most important thing that I get out there to everyone of every age. That's so fantastic. Um, and I was, uh, I know that you also, you mentioned it a couple of times, you did those, the live events. I, I, those are, I'm assuming, put on hold for a while, right? Are you going to put those on the, on the burner for a little bit? Well, they have been, um, I am working to get them back up, but it is a process, right? Because, you know, it's like a lot of people are still, you know, really concerned about going to events and then it means travel for authors. Um, but yeah, I am going to be on the East coast in the month of July this summer. So I am working on putting some events together while I'm there because so many authors are based there. Um, so, so yeah, so Live events are absolutely coming back. People are yearning for the connection yeah. and to yeah. see people and be in connection again. So yeah. yeah, I think I think everybody's wanting it. It's mm-hmm. just deciding when the right when. time is. <laughs> when, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see when that is because it's the date changes often. So we yeah. will see. Exactly. So where on the East Coast will you be? So I will be, so my daughters will be going to summer camp in Maine, in Washington, Maine. They um, have gone for years and they go to Camp Meadowlark and uh, Scott Weinstein is the director and amazing. And actually I, my next show, the Julie Chan show next Wednesday, May 19th is going to be all about the value of summer sleepaway camp. And I think today, many, today, many parents, you know, well, not only because of COVID, but in general, especially on the West coast, you know, there's, there's a fear and a concern about sending our kids away, you know, whether it's one week or four weeks in my case. Um, and, and a lot of apprehension from kids as well about being Mm -hmm. away from home, Mm -hmm. but I see complete value in it. You know, it teaches independence and it teaches confidence and it's just a chance to be in a completely different environment with different people and, you know, realize that they can handle the digs of potential rats. And I don't know what else they see, but you know, whatever (laughs) it is, like they are going to be stronger for it. They really are. And well-rounded, they're going to be well-rounded. And they're also going to see that, you know, um, that they can get through all of this COVID stuff and all of this stuff that we've been doing and that they're going to be just fine. They're going to be just fine, you know? So I am so, so grateful that we had this time and space together. I really am, Julie. And I want to follow you um, even more. I'm going to try to catch your show. I'm going to go on that YouTube channel and follow that as well. So I want you to please let me and my audience know exactly how we can support you, find you, follow you, all of that, please. 
Thank you. I love that. So my new website that you have seen, but we're still in a few revisions, um, is thejuliechanshow.com. My Instagram is the Julie Chan Show. My Facebook, the Julie Chan Show. And my YouTube channel, the Julie Chan Show. And again, it is all where passion meets purpose. And I on Instagram, it. you can find all of our author interviews. On the YouTube channel, it is expanded and it goes beyond authors. We do have some authors from the past that we've interviewed on the channel, um, but the channel is now dedicated to the half hour show. It's live every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 10.30 Pacific time. And I love for live viewers to be there and to make comments when people do make comments or ask questions. I, I put them up so that the uh, person I'm interviewing can see and mm -hmm. they're reading them aloud on the live show and answering them. So awesome. it's lots of fun. Um, the website is a great great opportunity to get coaching and to just really learn to go deep within yourself yeah. before an interview. I recently interviewed, um, or I recently coached, um, somebody who was actually going to be on a few podcasts and she was like, well, you know, they gave me like a hundred questions. How am I going to remember the answers to all of these? And I said, so you should throw the questions out. I yep. do not give questions right. on purpose because this is not a memorization session. This right. is a go into your heart and go into That's your right. experiences and tell us authentically yeah. what has happened in your life to move you to write this book or do whatever it is that you do. And so I really coached her through that. And it was like, so none good. of that matters. Trust yourself and be confident. So yeah, yes, go so to the JuliaChanShow.com and you yes. will find out everything I'm doing. I also have coming up next week, the beginning, I am partnering with an author and we are starting a sprint club, which means mm -hmm. it's not running, unfortunately. So I won't be losing 20 pounds doing it, but I will be sprinting to write a book. So everyone can join and oh. it's for people who are already writers, people who are hoping to write a book one day. And the author, uh, Moni Boyce, is going to be leading us through how to do sprints for writing. That's amazing. Yes. Wow, that's exciting. Okay, exciting. all right. So we all have to be watching because that that sounds fun. I'm going to I'm going to really be tuned into that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Awesome. Yes. Thank you yes. so much. It was so wonderful <laughs> to be with you today. Oh, I'm so Thank glad you. we did this. And I am really thankful for you being here. I really am. And I'm thankful for all of you guys as well. Thank you guys for being here and sharing this time with us. Make sure that you subscribe to this channel, hit that little bell notification so you don't miss an episode. This is Nina Perez and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Make sure that you visit our website at Straight Talk No Sugar Added, where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about our show, that would be awesome too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at straighttalknosugaraddit.com. Until next time.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.